Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Go download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our locked on rooms and you can have a full blown discussion with fans media personalities like myself your favorite athlete whatever the case might be it's changing the way how we talk about sports so go give the app a look so anyway let's talk about some front office drama going on for the new jersey devils because we've been talking about a lot of silly season news we've been talking a lot about the nhl awards we've been talking a lot about the draft but for the first time in a long time we have some breaking news to dissect for the new jersey devils and don't worry tom Fitzgerald isn't going anywhere but scott o'neill one of the ceos of hbse has decided to step down And even though he had this plan for a while, it seems like uh, a lot of people weren't in uh, the light of it, like they were left in the dark. So we have a lot to dissect and overall just talk about how does this affect the New Jersey Devils organization? Because remember, HBSE doesn't just own the New Jersey Devils, they also own the 76ers. So how does this affect both respective organizations? Obviously, I can only go into detail for one of those teams. I'll leave uh, that for the other locked on host who is in the NBA branch. But you know what? Let's buckle up because we have a lot to discuss in this front office drama news. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Riders, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 2.40 p.m. Eastern Time, July 2nd, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, if you missed the episode from yesterday, I basically gave my two-cent opinion about the Calder Memorial Trophy race and overall where Sharon Govich and Smith finished in the respective positions. And overall, I congratulate Ty Smith on getting all-rookie team, even though I felt as though they deserved more recognition and attention it's still nice to see that at least some uh people are recognizing the hard work that Igor Sharangovich and Ty Smith put in for the New Jersey Devils organization even if their stats aren't you know the most jarring or the most impressive but overall I think everyone amongst the New Jersey Devils organization I think everyone amongst the mass mutual east division is aware of what those two were able to accomplish and overall Sharangovich was able to get one second place vote in the Calder Memorial Trophy race but uh you know ultimately he finished in the 10th position and Smith finished in the seventh position but overall I can't really complain about the results like I said the New Jersey Devils need to finish in a respectable position in order for those guys to get any attention but at the end of the day you know I I can't complain too much like I said the future is bright for New Jersey but uh, you guys know that I love talking about silly season you know I love talking about hypothetical trade scenarios hypothetical free agent signings and overall just exciting things in order to you know get you guys talking in order to see if the New Jersey Devils can improve upon that it also just uh, puts a mirror up to where the Devils need to improve on. What did they do right? What did they do wrong? What can they better in? Whether it's for better or worse, whatever the case might be. You know I love talking about those kind of things. But I think for the first time this offseason, it's time to talk about some serious news that took place. And it involves the front office. Don't worry, uh, Tom Fitzgerald isn't going anywhere. But the CEO of HBSE certainly is. So breaking news uh, from a few days ago. So Scott O'Neill, who is the CEO, of HBSE, as I just revealed 
Uh, he owns the New Jersey Devils and the Philadelphia 76ers. He has decided to resign after an eight-year run in which he uh, was at the helm of the process going on for the Philadelphia 76ers and obviously what was going on at the Prudential Center for the New Jersey Devils. So overall, you know, it's just th- this came out of nowhere. And I don't think anyone really expected this. And I'm going to tell you where his mindset is. I'm going to give you guys my opinion. I'm going to also say, how does this affect the New Jersey Devils? So let's just get right into the press release uh, that ESPN released. So O'Neill announced Wednesday that he was leaving Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment after he helped uh, lead a bunch of projects under the HBSE banner, such as uh, Grammy Museum at the Prudential Center and the creation of a state-of-the-art Sixers complex, both in New Jersey. O'Neill, who previously led Madison Square Garden Sports, said he did not have another job lined up HBSE did not immediately name a successor. So, uh, you know how I said this was a big surprise? Usually, um, you know, when when a CEO resigns, usually they have a successor lined up, or usually uh, the company will announce the successor right away. So, the fact that neither one of those scenarios were done goes to show that this just happened unexpectedly. This happened out of the blue. I don't know where his mindset is at, but, you know, before uh, we get further into it, let's just discuss, uh, you know, the teams that he owns. Obviously, the New Jersey Devils and the Philadelphia 76ers. So, obviously, when you see the news, obviously, the Philadelphia 76ers, they are by far the more popular team than the New Jersey Devils. It's just a fact. I'm not trying to, you know... Uh, undermined our organization or what we are able to do for the sports world but it's just a fact because basketball is more popular than hockey for the time being so obviously when we're uh, talking about the 76ers you guys know that uh, they've been in the news a lot the past few weeks especially since they uh, lost the playoff series and it just seems like they're not gaining any traction there's obviously drama going on with one of their star players uh, in Ben Simmons so obviously you know uh, there's drama right there and then for the New Jersey Devils, we already know what our organization is at currently. Uh, while we're improving, we're kind of at a standstill right now. So it's like we're not really going anywhere, but at the same time, I don't think we're falling down the ladder, if that makes any sense. So like I told you guys a couple days ago, uh, in terms of our overall production, so for example, Zaka led our overall team in points with 35. Now that's great for Zaka, that's great for his trade value, and that's overall great as an internal achievement. But overall, guys, like I told you, there were 93 players above Pavel Zaka who uh, had a better points record than him uh, this past season. So obviously, you know, when we're looking at it from that perspective, we see that the New Jersey Devils, they are, you know, nowhere near the top of the top. Now, I do believe that we could get into the playoffs maybe next year or the year after, but at the same time, we are not going to go far at all. I'm not even going to entertain that thought because it's not going to happen unless, you know, we would need like a... Uh, like uh, an act of God or like the just just some sort of luck but it's just not going to happen so when we're looking at those two sports teams uh, for right now they're not really in a good place so you know I'm not saying we're in a bad place but we're not exactly in a good place we're neutral and I think the 76ers are sort of in that place as well they're not in a bad place but you know they're at the same time they're not really at a good place right now there seems to be a lot of drama obviously with the New Jersey Devils a couple years ago especially with us having uh, such high expectations for the team it just didn't work out having to change GMs having to change um, you know a coach uh, like I believe like what three times in the past couple years can really uh, you know take a toll on you so when we're looking at the overall structure of both respective teams we just see that there's really no improvement and obviously you know it it, it can really uh, put a cloud over someone's head so maybe Scott O'Neill just felt as though like you know what 
I don't want to be a part of this anymore because it's just like I've been with the organization for so many years because obviously guys when I was seeing the news report obviously the New Jersey Devils they were kind of buried underneath uh, you know the press releases because like I told you guys the 76ers are the more popular team so just to paint you guys the overall picture he's been with the organization for about eight years obviously um, you know he's been through the good and the bad and uh, you know, I, I wish uh, we could have seen him a lot more, but at the same time, you know, he decided to make a business decision. And overall, I was just trying to paint you guys the overall picture as to where those respective organizations were at. So obviously, O'Neill replaced uh, Adam Aaron, now the CEO of AMC Entertainment. So maybe O'Neill could get into the movie business. We'll see what happens. But in 2013, and uh, worked under Sixers and Devils owners uh, Josh Harris and David Blitzer, uh, the owners merged their holdings in 2017 and formed. HBSE. So HBSE expanded into ownership with other sports and entertainment companies. So obviously th that's just telling you guys the structure of the ownership. So obviously, you know, uh, while his name is not in the HBSE, you know, acronym, uh, you know, he still played a major part in uh, the, the the overall structure of ownership and how they just expanded. So obviously, uh, the for namesake, it's Josh Harris and David uh, Blitzer, like I just mentioned. But at the same time, he played a major role in just trying to expand the company into uh, different branches of the sports world. Obviously, uh, if you just look at O'Neill's track history, he's been a part of a lot of sports himself. So uh, O'Neill said by phone, according to ESPN, he said, I'm leaving because it's time. I remember what it was like when we first walked in here and to think we've grown this business over $2 billion in value over six times in eight years. That's what I do. So hyper growth, super growth. I think that the right person coming in here will be a wonderful steward of this brand for years. But I think I've done what I came here to do. So, you know, I, I get what he's saying, but like, you know, he wasn't fired. And like I said, this wasn't planned. This just happened unexpectedly. So maybe there's something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Because like I told you guys, the fact that a successor wasn't named right away and the fact that the uh, company didn't release it like right away goes to show you that's just a huge dead giveaway that, um, you know, that, that this was not planned. And obviously, you know, sometimes you got to be adaptable, but Overall, you know, th this is some of the front office drama that the New Jersey Devils are dealing with right now. And it's kind of intriguing because I, I just want to know, like, you know, what caused him to leave right away? Because, you know, if, if we look at it in this context, like I told you guys, the 76ers, they've been the butt end of the joke of the NBA for the past uh, couple weeks due to how disappointingly they lost their playoff series. And then obviously you got the New Jersey Devils. They're not really the most popular NHL team out there in the market. So, like, obviously, you know, we get forgotten about. And obviously, Obviously, our fan base, well, I, and I'm not trying to disrespect you guys. Uh, you guys are great. I'm, I'm not saying this out of, like, hatred. I'm not trying to uh, condescend. I'm not trying to be petty. I'm not trying to be shallow. But at the same time, let, let's face it. I don't think our fan base is, like, the most popular fan base amongst the NHL because I don't think we could compete with any of the original six teams. I don't think we could compete with, like, what Vegas was able to build because they now have, like, a cult. And obviously, we, we we're seeing what the Kraken are doing by bringing in, like, uh, a lot of other, like, um, just uh, people into the sport, like people of color or, uh, you know, a lot of LGBTQ, whatever the case might be. Uh, our organization, in terms of where we're at right now, is just like we're, we're at a standstill. We're kind of forgotten about when, when he's saying it's time. I just don't know if the time was now because you got an up and coming team like the Devils. Like I said, we're not, uh, you know, contenders, but at the same time, I feel like we could be like the New York Rangers and just, uh, you know, hover around uh, that playoff spot and just make some noise if. 
all goes well for us. But like I said, uh, I can't really judge a 56-game season. I would have to see what we do in 82 games against other teams because like I told you guys, this season was a little funky, as you guys know. And then obviously for the 76ers, it's just like, you know, he's been through the process uh, of them just coming up from the bottom and just overall uh, being like one of the top playoff contending teams out in the NBA. And that's what we were hoping for for the New Jersey Devils in which like, we were like, you know, at the bottom of the bottom, but at the same time, we're trusting the process. We're building our organization back up. So like I told you guys, I'm not trying to compare us to a Philly team because I know that's going to, you know, cause some controversy. But I'm just trying to, you know, give you guys an overall, I guess, narrative of what I'm just trying to say, which is like we're relying on HBSE to like, you know, find the right uh, GM, which they did, Tom Fitzgerald, to help lead our organization into the right direction, if that makes any sense. So we still have a lot more to talk about in terms of why did he decide to do this? Do I agree with it? And how does this affect our team? And quite honestly, guys, you know, I'm going to give you a preview. I don't think everyone should be so worried about how this would affect the New Jersey Devils because obviously it is front office drama, but at the same time, you know, I don't think it's the end of the world. But, you know, obviously I'll give you guys my two cent finish at the end. But uh, first and foremost, I am low on energy. It's at the end of the week. It's Friday at the time of this recording. So, you know what? I need some energy, especially with the 4th of July coming up. So, you know what I need? I need a Bilt Bar. So, did you know that Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know uh, the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So, there's something for everyone. You know what my favorite flavor is? It's the birthday cake one. And my birthday birthday at the time of this recording is less than a week away hint hint if you haven't tried all the flavors you get a mix box where you'll get two of the each of the nine flavors so not only are the built bars the best tasting protein bars ever but they're super healthy as well most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein only 130 calories only four grams of sugar and only four grams of net carbs a couple of the other flavors have 18 grams of protein just 180 calories just five grams of sugar five grams of net carbs nine amazing flavors all tasty all healthy so order today get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like so the offer is go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So when reading this press release from ESPN, it's actually quite interesting. So anyway, if you're wondering, did they leave on bad terms? Well, according to ESPN, O'Neill, who recently wrote the motivational book, Be Where Your Feet Are, he said that he decided around January that he wanted to leave HBSE and he maintains a strong relationship with Blitzer and Harris. So he said, and I quote, I cannot overstate how much we value Scott's enormous contributions to the company and how grateful I am for the, his leadership, his participation in creating a best in class culture at HBSE, Harris said. We know uh, he will feel great success in whatever he chooses to accomplish in the future, and we will always be amongst his biggest advocates. So, obviously, guys, uh, he was not fired, and it seems like that he, Blitzer, and Harris still maintain a good relationship, and uh, I must say, the New Jersey Devils did a very good job of keeping this, you know, on the down low, making sure this did not get out to the press, because obviously, you know, with speculations, with rumors, with how poorly the New Jersey Devils were doing this season, remember guys, we lost 10 games in a row at one point, and it just looked hopeless, we had to bring up a bunch of young guys, we were getting injured, we had to deal with COVID, so uh, the, you know, the press will do anything to 
to just, you know, read something new. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they will write what sells. So, obviously, um, you know, if, if something like that is happening in which an owner is talking about leaving, and especially with the team uh, poorly performing, it can strike fear into the fan base and overall just say, what's going to happen to our organization? What direction are we going to go in? I'm scared. What's going to happen? But ultimately, I, I, I have to give credit once again. The New Jersey Devils front office did a phenomenal job of keeping this on the down low to make sure that, uh, you know, uh, us fans aren't, you know, fearing what's going to happen. Because obviously, if the owner leaves, what's going to happen to the GM? Are we going to have to blow it up all, uh, once again? Then again, we don't really have any players to, you know, potentially blow up, if you know what I mean. Because we, we don't really have any tradable assets that can, you know, just overall uh, help us with our rebuild in the future. But it, it, what I mean by that is we have a bunch of young guys. So why would a contending team want a bunch of, like, young guys, if you know what I mean? So we have nothing to blow up. But yeah, I, I know, I'm confusing, I'm rambling. But overall, I was just trying to paint you guys a picture. So overall, you know, O'Neal, uh, local ties from a previous job as vice president of sales with the Philadelphia Eagles. He started his career as a marketing assistant for the New Jersey Nets, uh, which is now the Brooklyn Nets. So obviously, you know, he's been around uh, East Coast sports for a good while, uh, having ties in both New Jersey and Philadelphia. So obviously, he is certainly not a nobody amongst the East Coast. And I think everybody knows what he could bring to the table and overall just uh, what he can potentially do in his future ventures. And, you know, we do have to wish him the best. And overall, we do have to respect his decision, even if we don't agree with it. So obviously, you know, he was very patient with like the Philadelphia 76ers and their process, because if you guys recall, I don't know if you if you guys are like Philadelphia 76ers fans or, you know, Brooklyn Nets fans, New York Knicks fans, whatever the case might be, because obviously, you know, New Jersey no longer has a basketball team. But, you know, overall, uh, you, you know that the Philadelphia 76ers were one of the uh, worst teams in the NBA for a long period of time and it took them a good while before they were able to just you know get back to contention and overall that's kind of the similarities that I see with the New Jersey Devils which is it you know the last time we went to the playoffs was 2018 so obviously you know there's not really uh much of that big of a gap but the last time we actually won a playoff series uh was back in 2012 in which we went to the Stanley Cup finals and we ultimately lost to uh the Los Angeles Kings but you know just giving you guys that overall picture because we were gentlemen swept by uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning who might actually repeat this year but anyway uh, digressing a bit so you know the similarities I see with the New Jersey Devils and the Philadelphia 76ers is that we're not as bad as the 76ers uh, once were. were we're actually in a decent place we just need to keep on building so like I said if Zaka could keep on building his game I think he has room to improve I think people give Zaka an unfair rep due to the fact that you know he was drafted in probably the best draft class in this decade because Connor McDavid was in that draft class same with Jack Eichel same with Mitchell Marner and look what they're doing for each of their respective teams you know obviously Connor McDavid just won the Hart Memorial Trophy MVP of the league so uh, Mitchell Marner even though uh, you know the Toronto Maple Leafs haven't gone anywhere we know what he has done Jack Eichel obviously I've been talking about him on this show for a past couple weeks so we know what he could do so obviously we just need Zaka to I guess not get on their level per se because I don't think that's possible but overall just uh, you know keep on building from what he was able to do uh, this past season and the season before that in which he was able to close out really strong. And then obviously we got Jack Hughes. We have Nico Heizer. So we have, I guess, our centerpiece. Those are our Ben Simmons and our Joel Embiid, which is we have our two centerpiece that we need to rebuild around because uh, Heizer is our captain. Jack Hughes is, you know, I believe going to be one of our alternate captains next year. And overall, he's uh, very quick. He could score. I think he's phenomenal and he's uh, slept on. And then obviously, uh, you know, we got Sharon Govich. We have Quokinen. 
uh, on our energy line, Bastion, McLeod, honestly, one of those two might get picked up by the CL Kraken, you're just saying, but then, you know, obviously, we have a decent head coach in Lindy Ruff, obviously, not the same coach that he once was, but at the same time, uh, his worst is still better than a lot of people's best, but hopefully, um, you know, he sticks with us for a couple more years, and then, obviously, we have a pretty good GM in Tom Fitzgerald, I think he's been doing a phenomenal job, got a first-round pick out of Zajac and Paul Mary, obviously, was kind of disappointing at the time, but ultimately, you know, I think we're heading in the right direction so that raises the million dollar question how will this affect the new jersey devils So with Scott O'Neill leaving HBSE, obviously, you know, this was breaking news to, I guess, uh, the world, but overall not for uh, what was happening at HBSE because according to, uh, you know, the news reports, he said that he's been thinking about leaving since January, but, you know, uh, the press just wasn't able to get to that rumor. They weren't able to, you know, strike fear into us and got to give credit when credit is due once again. And so overall, you know, uh, this was kind of on the down low. I guess this was planned and obviously, you know, when he decided to uh, leave in January, I, I don't think it was expected either because, like I said, Harrison Blitzer had no intention on firing him, and obviously they didn't need name a successor right away. So the fact that he was thinking about this since January, but it didn't become official until summer, I think says that he even kept on a down low from Harrison Blitzer. But you know, overall, you know that's all speculation. I can't. Uh, prove anything in that regards but overall you know when we're talking about uh, how will this affect the New Jersey Devils quite honestly guys it won't because you know Harrison Blitzer they're still there those are the like you know two main factors in the HVSE like their name is in uh, the, the acronym for Christ's sake so uh, ultimately you know a CEO leaving the New Jersey Devils yeah it makes headlines for a couple more days but you know I, maybe I'm underestimating this maybe you guys might come at me for this maybe you guys might disagree with me in this regards but I don't think it affects the New Jersey Devils all that much because quite honestly because you know the president the CEO the owner they don't make the decisions they, they, they only make the decision whether to fire the GM or not because they don't uh, do the day-to-day -day business they, they just say we're gonna hire GM so they can do the day-to-day -day business in in order to like you know sign the code or sign uh, the players, overall trade, whatever the case might be. So as you guys know, in any sport, usually the president isn't the one doing the day-to-day -day work. It's the GM. That's why a general manager is hired. So, uh, you know, that's not just the case in sports. That's in case of a lot of companies in which, you know, you know, you got the president, but they're too busy to, you know, run the day-to-day -day business. So they hire other people to help them out with in, in that regard. So obviously, you know, when we're looking at that regards, I don't think this affects the New Jersey Devils all that much. And quite honestly, you know, it, it made headlines for like a day or two. But at the end of the day, you know, is it front office drama? Yeah, I guess so. You know, was it kept on the down low for like, what, six months now? So for half a year? Yeah, probably. Uh, you know, uh, was O'Neal just, you know, on the down low about this, it seems like he didn't really tell Harris or Blitzer until uh, his decision was 100% made. Yeah, but at the same time, does this really affect the New Jersey Devils all that much? I mean, Tom Fitzgerald is the one making the moves. So it's ultimately, maybe I'm underestimating this. Maybe I'm, uh, you know, just being naive about this. But ultimately, guys, this doesn't affect the New Jersey Devils all that much. So ultimately, uh, I think we should still be in the same direction as we're going in for next season. So obviously, you know, it's sad to see like, you know, that we have some quote unquote front office drama, but at the same time, it's not really going to affect us. So obviously, you know, uh, this gets more headlines because uh, the 76ers are obviously the more popular team than the Devils. And, you know, there's rumors as to what's happening uh, for the 76ers because there's rumors that they want to trade one of their best players. But at the same time, you know, 
I don't think uh, plans change for the 76ers as well. So ultimately for the Philadelphia team and for the New Jersey team, I don't think this affects either one franchise one way or the other because it's not like the general manager was fired. It's not like, uh, you know, our respective general managers decide to step down. You know, they're still there and they're still going to make moves. Uh, Obviously, we're fast approaching the expansion draft. We're fast approaching the regular entry level draft. And then obviously, we're fast approaching free agency. And ultimately, just because uh, the owner or one of the owners, because remember, HBSE is owned by, you know, a lot of people. So obviously, you got Harrison Blitzer in the namesake and then you know Scott added you know a few words to it but ultimately you know that's just one of three so obviously you know they're they're still there so it's not like uh, HBSE is out of New Jersey completely or out of Philadelphia completely they're still there it's just like one of the CEOs decided to step down and that's okay so ultimately guys I don't think this affects the New Jersey Devils all that much and you know I don't think uh, everyone should freak out about it but you know that's just basically my two cent opinion on this matter so let me know what you guys think on locked on devils let me know uh what your guys's initial reactions were but ultimately guys i just uh think uh we should wish scott o'neill the best of luck obviously uh you know he did a great job with the 76ers organization seems like the new jersey devils are in a positive direction you know we're still stuck in that kind of purgatory kind of thing because you know we don't have like uh you know this you know superstar player but at the same time we have a bunch of players that can develop into the right direction but ultimately you know, I don't think we should be too worried about it. This doesn't change the New Jersey Devils game plan all that much. So let me know what you guys think on Lockdown Devils. That's about all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.